Get out the insurance cards, get out the co-pays. The office is open, my friends, as this video is brought to you by DrRoto.com. DrRoto.com, that is the name of the game, and we're back for the week three edition of the Consistently Cashin' podcast. If you checked out the article last week, I think you'd be happy with the results. I know I was. I was fortunate, actually, my lineups cash in both uh, double ups to double money for cash games, and it even placed in a couple tournaments. So that was nice. Don't get me wrong. I didn't turn a couple bucks into a grand or anything, but I got enough to basically fund this week's action. So I believe my co-host and counterpart and amigo here, Ron Rigney at The Real Made on Twitter, I believe he had some similar results. So Ron, why don't you break down week two from your lineups? And then, of course, you know, we have to exchange pleasantries. So, you know, how the hell are you? Well, uh, first off, I know you're you're super lubed up tonight because it is the regular season starting debut of the franchise, the future franchise face of the Texans, Mr. Davis Mills. So I know you're super excited about that. So we're gonna go through these lineups. We're gonna get you out of here quick so you can get your popcorn ready and you can you can sit down and watch that. I'm anxious to watch this game myself. See how Davis Mills fares. Uh, I, I do have to say I did not do as well as you did. I technically only went one for two. Um, I believe it was my, I want to say my DK lineup did not cash because Jarvis Landry went out, but kind of like you, I was able to cash in, in the, in the Millie maker. I made a couple bucks there. Didn't I obviously I'm not able to retire from my job, did not win the big million. Uh, but I did use a combination of all the guys that we had in our lineups and threw a couple of, of uh, GPP lineups in there. And I did get a, a decent return on that. So I'm not going to count that though. Cause that's not the lineup that I gave you in, in the, uh, in the article. But I think together, I think we did did some good things last week. So I'm hoping to get back to that 100% uh, perfect two for two this week. So let's see what's happening. And just to uh, kind of ask you, I didn't this kind of put you on the spot here, but that lineup that you entered in the contest that we have with uh, the private contest with Danger, is that the one that you submitted in double ups and such? Uh, that's a good question. I think I, I got to look. I'm not sure. I think it is. Okay. Only reason I ask is basically I put up 143 on DraftKings, and that one that you put up was 120, 129, and the cash line in my double up was 127. So you probably would have that one at least. I know you made some variants of each one, but I think um, I think I had yeah. I think I had two. I had two in the Millie Maker, and I think that was one of them. And then I think I did another one where I just did a random combination of guys that we had in the article. It wasn't my exact lineup that was in the article, but I took some of our honorable mentions and a couple of the guys we really liked, and a couple of the guys that were my. Uh, my seasonal, uh, my uh, seasonal lineup for Dangerous League. So I, it was kind of a combination of all the above that, that got one of those lineups. Cool. So, yeah, right around the cut line. So we'll have to see how we do here in week three. But another good slated game. Certainly excited to see it. Um, next week, we'll actually – this is what they call a tease in the, biz, in the business here that we're in. But next week, we're going to try something new for the podcast to add into it. So make sure you check out next week's edition of the Consistently Cash and Podcast as we're going to – we're going to break something down a little new in addition to what we normally do here each week. So let's go ahead and talk normal cast characters, like I always say. Talk about games we like and we're avoiding, and then we'll get into some specific player talk. So let's start with the games that we are targeting for this week. There's a couple on here that I know are going to attract rather high ownership. So I'll let you go first, and then whatever one you don't touch on is the one that I'll take, because there's a couple that I'm really eyeing up. First and foremost, I think the one that jumps off the page at me, and there, there's a couple of games this week that just have a ton of offensive players that are, are going to do some great things. But I'm eyeing that Seahawks-Vikings matchup. It's got a 56 Vegas total. 
both teams have had to throw the ball nonstop because the defense is not being able to stop anybody uh, in the passing game. You know, Bob and I were talking on, on the consistently the consistency show last night. We were talking about that Vikings offense. You, I mean, take your pick. I mean, you've got either quarterback is a fine start. You've got DK Metcalf. You've got Tyler Lockett, who's put up uh, two for two clutch games. You've got and, – and, and the intriguing one that we were talking about last night was you've got Adam Thielen going two for two. You've got Justin Jefferson going one for two in clutch games. But you've got K.J. Osborne as the third receiver in Minnesota. Out of nowhere, former University of Miami Hurricane – He's two for two in clutch games, and he's got more total. He's 20th in total points right now. He's got more points than guys like T. Higgins. He's got more points than Keenan Allen. Guys doing some good things. So, you know, I think that they're going to have to rely on him a little more heavily because they don't have that tight end that they thought they were going to have in Irv Smith. I know they made that trade for Chris Herndon. That still might pan out as maybe a touchdown dependent red zone guy here and there, but they're going to have to throw the ball on both sides. I think this is going to be every bit of that 56 points, and, and, and you can just kind of take your pick. Dalvin Cook's another one in this game. That, that you can start. He's super expensive. I know he sat out practice all week, but from what I'm reading, there's really no reason to believe that he's not going to play. Chris Carson's there. You know, like I said, just take your pick from these guys, but there's a lot of fantasy goodness to be had in this game. Yeah, and that's that's one. The other one that's going to attract a lot of attention is Chargers Chiefs, but the one I like is Bucks Rams. Two good defenses, but there's just so much mm -hmm. offense, and both of these teams, you can throw against them a little bit, at least in certain spots. So I'm going to save the Tampa Bay side of the ball for a little bit later when we start talking about individual players, but that Rams side is intriguing. I mean, Cooper Cup has – him and Matthew Stafford have kindled a very, very – effective uh basically dynamic duo here to begin the season i think there's some uh appeal with robert woods as well some people might look tyler higby i'm probably not gonna go there but i like that ranch passing attack a lot because what have we seen against tampa bay is teams just abandon the run and they're like we're just gonna throw this thing all around the yard because why run it for one yard at best each time let's just not even worry about it let's sling the rock around the yard so definitely some uh, elements of both teams passing attacks that I really like. I'm not really interested in either team's run game in this one. So it's just a lot of quarterbacks and receivers that I find myself uh, really liking in this matchup, but games we're avoiding. I personally have found more games that I like than games I don't like, but there are a couple that stand out to me. So Ron, what game that you're avoiding? There's just nothing for you there. I'm going to have to say saints Pats, and And it's because I think that, you know, when you're looking at, Bill Belichick and what he does to opposing offenses. I don't think he's scared of Jameis Winston. There's not a lot of receivers in that Saints lineup to be scared of. He's going to try to shut down Alvin Kamara. I mean, it's, it's pretty obvious what he's going to try to do. If he's going to be able to succeed in that, I don't know. But I'm not worried about the Saints passing game as far as Jameis Winston and the receivers that they have. I, I'm not so much – I'm not too excited about anything on the on the Patriots offensive side of the ball, maybe in a deeper league or if I have to, you know, get a salary to fit or if I need a flex in a, in a seasonal league, maybe I'm looking at James White here. But there's just not a lot to, to like on either side of the ball. I'm not really – I mean, maybe the Patriots defense, I guess, if, if you need a defense uh, th this week. But 43-point total in Vegas, I just don't look for – I, I, don't, I don't really know what the Saints offense is. You know, we everybody was – ready to crown, you know, Jameis Winston league MVP after week one. And then all of a sudden he went back to being Jameis Winston. Alvin Kamara had a quiet week. So I just don't expect a lot of scoring out of, out of this game. And I just don't see a lot that's going to be able to fit my lineup that I feel like is going to return decent value for what I'm going to pay. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. The one that really for me is just Cincinnati Pittsburgh. I really tried to like pieces mm -hmm. in this game. 
and players or pieces of offenses in this game or even defenses. But I just I can't really get myself to anything in this game. Uh, T Higgins, I believe I got a report that said he was on pace to sit, which I've never heard before that verbiage about someone being like on pace to sit out for the game. So maybe you want to look at the Bengals receivers, but I'm not encouraged by that offensive line. Joe Burrow, if he probably mostly due to that offensive line, Pittsburgh has a good pass rush and then Ben's got a heck issue and there's three receivers there. And I just over under 43, which at first I was like, wow, that seems low. Then the more I looked at, I was like, well, I can't believe it's that high. So yeah, just this one, I, it's not that there aren't pieces. It's just I can't get on board with any of it. When you look at price points, there's so many guys that I'd rather like and you know feel good about playing on Sunday rather than touching this game. So those are some games that we like, don't like, and everything in between. So we're going to move into some specific player talk now. So, Ron, I'll let you go ahead first per usual. Who's that high-priced player? Might have a high price tag, but you have no doubts he'll produce in week three. There's a couple here that I that I like a lot. They're both the wide receiver position, but I'm going to focus on one here, and you'll you'll see both of them in in the article this week. I'll probably have a variation of with both of them in there, but I'm going to go Stephon Diggs, and I don't really feel like Stephon Diggs and that Buffalo offense has really had their coming out party yet this season. Uh, they're 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 playing Washington, who I feel like hasn't necessarily been that team just yet that we thought they were going to be on defense. I, I think we've seen them get thrown on a little bit. You know, we know that they've got that scary front seven, but that that going into the season, the one question mark they might have had was going to be that 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 back end. And and you've kind of seen that. You know, I talked a little bit on the consistency show last night about Danny Dimes. And Danny Dimes looked pretty good decent against that that Washington defense on Thursday night. And I think and obviously Josh Allen is no Danny Dimes. And we've got Stephon Diggs. You know, we've got a, a, a good offense there. I just feel like this is this sets up really nicely for him to come out and Josh Allen to come out and have a big game against kind of an underachieving Washington football team defense thus far. You're absolutely right. Josh Allen is no Danny Dimes. That is 100% factual for, for many that's, reasons. I mean, that's the, that's know. the kind of astute analysis you tune into this podcast for, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. I, I, I couldn't have said any better myself. I mean, Daniel Jones is a top five quarterback. He's a QB one. Josh Allen mm-hmm. QB too. So mm-hmm. Josh Josh Allen is no uh, Danny Dimes. He's also no Jared Goff. He's no Derek Carr. He's not. He's almost not even Tyrod Taylor. If Teddy Bridgewater didn't have an extra point and Tyrod didn't get hurt, you know, he's no Tyrod Taylor. I mean, so say say what you want, but maybe hey. Buffalo missed out on Tyrod Taylor. No, the, hey, the know. numbers don't lie. The numbers don't lie. You can look these stats up. We're not we're not feeding anything that isn't true. That's right. That's right. But okay. for me. I'll leave the quarterback position. I'm going to go to Chris Godwin. I'll read you a little excerpt from this week's Consistently Cash article, which make sure you read. You know, podcasts are fun, but never forget your roots. You know, you got to read. Read books, read articles, read this one. But Antonio Brown seems like he has an uphill battle to playing. I believe they said that he was or is vaccinated. So he puts two negative COVID tests within 24 hours to be able to play. Um, But it sounds like it could be an uphill battle for him playing on Sunday. So what I had said in the article was Godwin is going to become the chalkiest chalk play in the history of chalk plays if Antonio Brown does not play in this game. And when you look at it, why is that? Mike Evans will play outside. He figures to see a good bit of Jalen Ramsey. I know the Rams have some other good corners, but they're no Jalen Ramsey. They're going to look to Godwin. Gronk probably gets a little bit of a bump too. 
he's just kind of expensive for a guy that really needs touchdowns this year. So I'm not really looking towards Gronk for me. Chris Godwin's that high price guy. And if Antonio Brown doesn't play, we're almost going to have to talk about, do you fade Godwin in tournaments? Because he's probably going to have like 118% ownership. Maybe, but in cash games, I love Chris Godwin this week. And he's actually pretty affordable given everything. So it's Chris Godwin for me. Uh, Mid-price tier. Who's that guy in the mid-price that you're really looking at this week? And I really hope you don't take the guy that I want here. But I'm going to let you go first because I'm nice. You're, you are a nice guy, Colby. I appreciate that. So I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Tyson Williams here as, as my mid-priced option. I believe on FanDuel, he's 5,700. He's right there, right in that mid-price that we're looking at. Going against the Lions team that has been ultra-generous to fantasy running backs thus far. And I, I know we have a lot of different running backs in that in that Baltimore backfield, but I feel like that he kind of separated himself last week you know, in that game against Kansas City. 13 carries, 77 yards, averaging almost six yards a carry. Week one, he averaged over seven a carry, so he's got that explosiveness. He's a big back, six foot, 220. I'd like to see him catch it out of the backfield a little bit more. I think that he might be able to get that going this week because one of the things that the Lions have been really terrible at is allowing – running backs to catch to catch receiving touchdowns out of the backfield. They've given up three already, and they've given up three rushing touchdowns. So I look for Tyson Williams to get the majority of the carries. I look for him to get in the end zone. I look for this to maybe be a game where Baltimore gets a little bit of a lead, and they've got to slow down a little bit. But what I will say is that Baltimore defense hasn't – it's kind of like Washington. It's underachieved a little bit. It's been allowing quite a few yards. And, and you know, say what you want about uh, Jared Goff. I've been kind of impressed with Jared Goff from what I've seen so far, especially with the lack of receiving talent that he has. But if Baltimore takes that that element of T.J. Hawkinson away, uh, I think he might be in for a long day, and I think that might be what happens. And I think you might see Tyson Williams get a few yards, a few carries, just to kind of run that clock out if they get a big lead. Really like Williams this week. He was the second guy I was considering here, so he didn't take my main guy. Let me let me let me start. Let me preface this with a question to you at the Real Made on Twitter. Let me ask you this: What if I told you? that you could get a 24-year-old running back averaging 3.6 yards per carry and about four yards per catch this season for less than $7,000 on FanDuel this week. What would you think about that if I told you that? I think you would have to sign me up. Yep, and the numbers haven't been great this year, but two tough defenses to start the year in Denver and Washington. I think it's a Saquon week. I call me crazy. If that Atlanta defense stinks, it's stunk for years. They'll continue to stink because they just stink. And he's the focal point of that offense. He's coming back from the torn ACL. His carries have gone up each week from 10 in the opener to 13 last week. He's gotten three targets in each of the games. Kenny Galladay hasn't been doing much in individual work this week in practice. I'm not really overly concerned about that. But this is going to be the week to unleash Saquon Barkley. And if you drop Barkley, in seasonal formats, what you were probably doing is looking forward to week three because you knew that was the first time he wasn't facing just a stout defense. And this defense has holes everywhere. When you look at what the Falcons have done this season in terms of fantasy points for running backs, it hasn't been good. Looking here, running backs this season, fantasy points allowed. And it does rank in the top half, allowing about 24 to 25 points per game and 190 yards on about 41 touches so Barkley is the clear-cut RB1 in this offense he's super cheap on FanDuel and this isn't really a bold prediction but I'll say it anyway I doubt we ever see Barkley this cheap again in 2021 again that's not really a bold bold prediction because he's so darn cheap anyway but this will be the last time we see him at 6,000 I believe he's 6,000 on FanDuel if I'm not mistaken but Correct. wherever he yes. is 
I like his price point a little bit better on FanDuel than DraftKings, just for the record. But especially on FanDuel, Saquon is a lock and load at running back. And I'm uber comfortable with a Tyson Williams and Saquon Barkley one-two punch at running back this week. Just, you know, I'm, just, I'm not really saying anything, but I'm saying a lot by saying that. So make sure you check out the article to see what happens with, especially with my running backs this week. But Ron, cheap play this week. Who saves us some money? My call last week of Anthony Schwartz did not work out. The most productive thing in that game that he did was give up on a play that led to an interception, which benefited my Texans, but not my lineup since I had Schwartz as my cheap punt play. So let's hope we're a little bit better this week. At least I am. So who's your cheap play of week three? Okay, I'm going to go off the off the consistency rails a little bit here, and this could this is going to go one of two ways. It's either going to be really good, or it's going to be it's going to blow up in my face. And so, what you know, no no risk, no reward is what they say. So, this kind of sets up. I think this sets up really well for this guy, and maybe this is just my deep down Colts fandom getting the best of me. Maybe I'm just wishing he was still in a Colts uni with the situation we're in right now, a quarterback, but. Jacoby Brissett is starting mm. this week for Miami against Las Vegas. Now I know they're headed to Vegas. I know they're they're headed west, but Jacoby Brissett's a solid quarterback. He's been in the league for a while. Comes from the Patriots. Comes from the Colts. He's I I, I like those weapons that are around him. You know he, he's got a, a really stocked arsenal with Jalen Waddle. You got Will Fuller back this week. You got Devontae Parker there. You've got Miles Gaskin in the backfield. You got Mike Gesicki at tight end. I just feel like this sets up nicely for as what you're going to pay for him. If you're going to go with, you know, you might be able to even fit a lineup with both of those running backs that we talked about and maybe still get Dalvin Cook, maybe still get DK Metcalf in there. I'm going to play around with this a little bit. But Jacoby Brissett's sitting at 4900 on DraftKings. He's 6700 on FanDuel. If you're looking to pay down a quarterback a little bit to get some of those skill position studs in, I, I think that this could this could end up returning some really really solid value. Am I expecting 300 yards and five touchdowns? No, but I don't think 250 to 270, a couple scores, maybe even a rushing score, is too much uh, out of the realm of possibility. Now that Vegas defense been a little better than than what we given them credit for, but I, I just like the fact that, that Jacoby Brissett is stepping into this surrounded by weapons at every position, and I think he's going to get it done. And let me ask you this, because I'm genuinely interested in this. So Cleveland has been one of the worst defenses in terms of fantasy points allowed to opposing quarterbacks. Justin Fields is making his debut. Fields is pretty cheap on DraftKings. So let me let me hit you with a two-parter here. In cash games, do you think Fields or Brissett is higher owned? And then who do you think scores more fantasy points in week three between the two? I think fantasy points, I think this, I mean, this is a cop-out answer, but I think fantasy points, it's going to be close. I think it could be Fields because he could do a little more with his legs, possibly. I think Fields is going to be the higher-owned guy because he's the shinier new toy. I think a lot of people are going to forget about Jacoby Brissett. I don't think they're going to like the fact that they're going to Vegas. And I don't think that they're going to like the fact that they're playing against a Vegas defense that's been pretty solid so far. Yeah, I'm, I'm very interested in Fields this week just because – I want to play him on DraftKings because he's so cheap, but just, you know, rookie quarterback making his debut, you know, his or his first start, I should say. It'll be interesting to see. I expect, I, I think you're right. I think Brissett could outscore Fields. Willie, I'm not sure, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if Fields' ownership is maybe doubled what Jacoby Brissett is. But I'm going to take a little bit of a cop out here as well with my cheap play of the week. And I'm going to say that Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, will both see them in the end zone but they'll be celebrating a KJ Osborne touchdown at some point in this game. Osborne's been good looking at his FanDuel numbers here, 11 and 17. He's had at least six targets in each game. 
if you look at it overall in each game this year, as the team's third wide receiver, he's had at least five receptions with at least six targets and at least 76 yards in each of the three games. That's good production. He's super cheap. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken on DraftKings, he's under like $4,000 and he gives me a lot of flexibility when setting some DraftKings lineups. So again, he's going to be pretty chalk given that Seattle's secondary has been bad against the pass. He's been getting plenty of looks basically with the loss of Herb Smith. They're running more. Uh, they're doing some more three wide receiver uh, sets. So I expect a good day from Osborne there. And he, like I said, he's going to be pretty high owned, but that's okay. He's got some clutch games to back it up. He's been consistent. And I just, I think he's going to be good. So he's my cheap play of the week, but a lot of good information here in this week's edition of the consistently cash and podcast. Again, head over to drroto.com. Make sure you check out the consistently cash article. That's where you'll see some players that we didn't talk about here on the podcast break them down a little bit. And you'll also find my FanDuel and DraftKings lineup for the week that I do enter and I do play. So if it stinks, I'm right there with you. If we do well, I'm right there with you. Same with Ron. He does a FanDuel and DraftKings lineup as well. And his will be in the article there and he plays them as well. So make sure you give Ron a follow on Twitter at TheRealMade. On Twitter, I'm at Colby R. Conway. Be sure to check out all of the great content here at DrRoto.com for seasonal. If you do you know, some other game, other DFS games like Monkey Knife Fight, anything like that, check it out. We got content for it. A lot of great people everyone to follow that you can find on drroto.com. One last shameless plug for us, consistently cash an article. Make sure you check it out. Come back next week as we debut a new thing we're going to try on the Consistently Cash Podcast. We're certainly excited about that. And again, at The Real Ma Day on Twitter, at Colby R. Conway on Twitter. Best of luck in week three. And as always, stay consistent. Thanks for stopping by the office. Get your fantasy prescription by subscribing to the channel and checking out drrodo.com. And until the next visit, be well and take care.